Hello, gorgeous people, and welcome to another TV Central one-on-one podcast. I'm Aaron Ryan. This is episode 19, 2023. As one of the most humble of contestants, his passion for music and developing a connection with his audience is first class. He has a unique tone, the famous long hair look, and throughout his Australian Idol journey, I saw a sense of matureness and a real gifting to be true to himself. He knows it, and I don't mind saying it. Sash was my absolute favourite, and it's mixed feelings having him here for a chat. Good to talk about his journey, but sad it was too soon. Sash Seaborn, thank you for joining me at TV Central. Thanks for having me, man. All right, mate. Devastated by you leaving sooner than expected, but so proud of your achievement. Do you, do you have your own mixed feelings about not making it to the top eight? <laughs> Uh, you know, I would have liked to have gone another round, but I, I guess it's kind of classy to leave early. I got on my phone this morning and there was a bunch of Instagram comments that were like, I'd like to report a robbery and all this sort of stuff. So like, um, look at the end of the day, if I had to pick who was going home last night, I, I would have said that it was my time. And, um, you know, the standard of singers is really high and, and those guys can all really bring it in that space and on that stage. And, um, I personally found that while this was a, a great learning experience for me and I have grown a lot through doing it, it, it was never really um, the place where I can be my full thing and, and shine and, and do give my 100%. So I'm looking forward to having the opportunity to give that 100% in the coming year. Do you think you, you stayed true to your sound throughout your Australian Idol journey or did you try and mix it up a, a little bit to show your range and, and different sides? Yeah, look, I think having some versatility in this competition is important and I definitely brought the electric guitar out and tried to do some more rocky numbers at, at, through the different weeks to show that I have a range. Uh, I think the last week with doing In The Air Tonight was kind of a full circle moment of going back to, you know, classic songs and reworking them with that acoustic, folky, arrangement which i think is my strong point and um you know that's kind of what my records sound like so it's reflective of who i am as an artist um you know i think ultimately that's what i miss the most and, and I, i'm looking forward to going back to that sort of part um i'm i'm proud of making as far as i have and I, but i think the thing i'm most proud of is definitely staying honest through this whole process and, and journey and you know the person that you saw on that stage is, is definitely the person I am in my real life so um, I'm proud to have stayed true to myself. You have that real juxtaposition though being an absolute stage performer which takes super amounts of confidence but then such an almost shyness in your demeanor. <laughs> are you a confident or shy away from the stage? Um, I wouldn't say that I'm a shy person, you know, like, I think I have definitely two sides to me, like there is a kind of wild and more extroverted performance side that comes out and that gives me an emotional release that's really important for me. But then in my personal life, I am somewhat um, more chill and, and reserved. Um, I think the demeanor that people saw in me on Idol was was someone who's like, just very cautious and very wary of the environment around me, because I had, you know, I think Idol gives a great platform to people and they can be fantastic, uh, but it also can definitely lead an artist into a humiliating place or, or, or kind of like looking like an idiot on, on TV. So I was always just hyper cautious to make sure that I was being portrayed in a way that was true to myself uh, and hopefully in a positive light. So like I, I never felt 
like I was able to kind of open up and, and give um, on the idol stage because I just come from a different world, from a different side of the tracks. And uh, that's not a criticism of the show. That's just, a, that's just who I am. And um, mm. I always felt like kind of coming from a different planet and being dropped into the middle of this commercial machine was, um, I've always felt like a bit odd one out in the top 12. Mm. There was a whole thing about, you know, the smiling thing or the lack of, um, yeah. I believe you mentioned about your, your childhood about that. Like you didn't, weren't, didn't smile a lot. And there was, tell me about growing up. Was, was there a lack of confidence and, and that smiling, did that come from something that occurred in your life or where's that connection between smiling and, and, and growing up? I mean, I, I had a tough time growing up as a teenager. I was in a small town in Western Australia and it was rough. So I went to school, I used to get in fights and I got bullied a lot for being overweight or, um, you know, being a, a loner or whatever. So it, it, it's, it's wild when you kind of hit your 20s and you realize how those self-esteem issues that you get in your teenage years can really carry into adulthood. And, um, you know, I've always felt like music is my outlet where I can express myself and, and relate to people in a way that I can relate better than just with words. And so that's why I feel so compelled to do songwriting. And that's why it's such a, a like an, an essential part of who I am. So, you know, I, I definitely feel, I guess, guarded in my persona and, and it's not always easy for me to uh, emote or, or be vulnerable or give to people in a, in a one-on-one -on -one conversational way or the way that I kind of present myself as a person when I'm talking um, just because, you know, I guess I've, I've been hurt before and that's something that I'm still working on um, as an adult of, of just learning to be a bit more giving and, and um, less self-deprecating, I suppose. But, um, you know, music was always that outlet for me. And I think a lot of songwriters are kind of dysfunctional people in their personal life. And that's why we gravitate towards this thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's definitely that that hurt 14 year old coming out in my 24 or five year old self. It's a beautiful thing though, that even though that happened to you, I mean, look at, look at you now, you, you actually used that as, as an outlet to, um, you know, for your music and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, where are those people now? <laughs> Probably, I don't know. Still, still in Margaret river, man, working at chicken treat or something. <laughs> probably look you certainly have a um a unique voice which really makes you stand out well mm. what's what sound are you are, are you looking for like moving forward is it i mean because you could go pop and country even soft rock yeah like i think i have that um like a, a huskier kind of smokiness in my upper register and i'm definitely a lyrics driven singer so i love songwriters music and, and trying to uh, be lyrically driven so I think really I'm, I'm ready to kind of do some acoustic music, man. I would love to put a record out, record out this year that's um, more in that, I suppose, Ben Howard, uh, Zach Bryan sort of direction. You know, I love writing stuff that's um, honest and confessional and doing it in an acoustic way is, is really intimate and, and really shows who you are. I've always kind of gone for a bigger production and had a, a backing band with me and, and done kind of like a, a, a folk slash rock thing with the electric guitar. And um, I think I'm ready to, I would love to be a bit of a troubadour this year. I really see myself going the same route as say Kim Churchill or Ziggy Alberts or one of the other kind of 
long-haired surfing folk musicians of Australia um, <laughs> without being a stereotype. But I think I can find something original in that. And there's something beautiful about um, kind of touring to live rather than just touring for money. You know, you, you're touring because you live to play music and music is your life, but you're also touring to go and just visit Exmouth because it's amazing and we're going to go swimming and, and that's why we're going to Exmouth. I, I kind of want the rest of my year to be be that and you know i actually think i'm i'm much better at, at doing that and being a, a grassroots sort of music career that grows slowly and has longevity and would love to have you know enough fans to pay the rent but i don't need to be on the cover of magazines or be someone that you know uh is airbrushed and spray tanned and all the things that come with tv i've, I've definitely kind of stepped away from that and gone that's not who i am um i I just, I just want to, you know, make music for real people and connect with real people face to face because I got so much out of music and was such a music fan growing up that I, it's important for me to try and give that to other people. Well, there definitely is a space for everyone. I mean, when I interviewed JC, I mean, he wants to go on like Eurovision and, and, and like do the whole big production thing, but there's also a space for people that just want that sound. It's like someone's that they're at a beach, you know, with a fire and someone's playing a guitar and singing a song and just having that kind of sound that they want to listen to, you know, in their car going to work. And, and it, it, it's great that people do have their, their different spaces. Hey, music is such a big industry. And even as a career, as an artist, people's job description is so different that I think that's one cool thing about being on Idol is like everyone in that top 12 is so on a different planet musically like none of us are really intersecting or trying to cop each other's thing or um you know getting jealous of one another because we're all trying to be the best version of ourselves and that is totally like i would never try and do what royston does because i don't listen to what he listens to and um i can appreciate him from like a a, a place of detachment because i'm not trying to do that and I, i'm trying to do my own thing so you know that that career that he's going to have will be completely different to the career that I'm going to have. And, you know, music is, it's a very big world to, to find your feet in and you just got to be going to know who you are and what you want as an individual. That's the bottom line. All right. Let's just cover tick one thing off um, about like some of the comments from the judges. And we're talking about the pitchiness comments. Were, were, were you aware of pitchiness in your performance or do you, do you agree with the judges comments? I totally do. Yeah. I mean, they're on point. I think what was very frustrating about the idol experience for me was I would do sound checks at the beginning of the day where you're playing on that stage in an empty room. And I felt like I was singing on point, like my um, vocals were strong and I was happy with them and I was definitely in tune, you know, like Harry has said, I can hear, I know when I'm in or out. Uh, but, you know, being an Australian Idol is, is like a 12 hour day that boils down to 90 seconds where you get on stage and one single note that is out, you know, you don't get a second shot at that. So I really felt like when, when I had the cameras and the judges in my face and all these different really artificial elements that were kind of between me and the crowd, that that was unnatural for me and very uncomfortable. And I, I found it quite overwhelming. You know, I was, I was disappointed with most of my vocal performances because I knew that it wasn't my best or what I was capable of or what, what my potential is. Um, so I'm, I'm willing to admit that. And I don't think I ever thrived in the idle environment, but I know that 
I was real and the person that people saw in that and what my potential is. Like if you if those followers continue to follow me and stay on this journey with me, they'll see, you know, me reach that that potential and get to that one hundred percent. And I can't wait to show people something I'm proud of. Absolutely. Um, look, I, I'm speaking to all the eliminated contestants. So I've started a poll to see who ends up being right. So two questions, purely from a betting perspective um, and guessing what the Australian public will do. Who yeah. do you think will win Australian Idol? And then secondly, who would you like to win Australian Idol? That's a, that's a better question than I've been asked today because some people have been saying it's better to split them up into two. Um, I think I think Royston will win um, because I've been in the room with him, but I've also seen the, the army of fans that he's accumulating. You know, he's someone that is still at the beginning of his journey, like all of us, but people are really like mobilizing, getting around him because they want to see this guy um, on the big stage forever. You know, like I've, the, the level of support is, is wild. It just going viral and thousands and thousands of people getting involved and like when you play in the room and, and you're on that stage you can hear the 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 crowd light up when anyone calls Royston's name so um I want him to win and I think that you know he deserves it and he's a you know phenomenal singer and, and great fit for what Idol's looking for so I I wish him all the best and we have we have strong mutual respect of each other so yeah. um I do wish him all the best it, who I would like to see win is that's a different question um to that question i would say josh you know he's someone that i've become really close friends with in the last couple of weeks and um we're both songwriters and we like similar music so we, we were always going to be close um the first time i ever met him we were on a group performance together and we did landslide in that chorus line and i remember being in a room with him and piper and um we had acoustic guitars out we were playing around and um he just started singing. It was the first time, it was probably the only time in the competition where someone just started singing in front of me and my jaw dropped and I was just, um, just mind blown. Like, I, I think Josh is for one, a, a really special vocal talent, but he's also got a, a beautiful nature about him. He's very charismatic and he's got a, he's a, he's a beautiful person. So yeah. There's, there's all of that. And he's also young and at the beginning of his journey. So, you know, he's like a blank canvas. And if you wanted to like build an Australian idol, you know, Petri dish and, and create what they're looking for, I would say he's exactly that, you know, he's like ready to go on this journey where he transforms into something and everything about getting his look changed and getting the music changed around him. He's been really receptive to because he's, he's he's ready to transform and, and mold into something and i'm a little bit further down the road and i i know what i want to be and i think i've gone through that transformation on my own and i didn't want someone to mess with that because i knew what was true to me so you know we have a strong mutual respect and admiration for each other because i think he mm. you know up to my work ethic and i have a, you know a really positive attitude about music but i look at him and just go he is the raw spark you know that guy is got a, a future we all kind of have a future ahead of us but that guy is going to be one to watch i can't wait to see what he does with his life oh what beautiful words um where can people follow you on on the socials just the internet dude sash seaborn <laughs> just um uh you know all 
all the socials are just at Sash Seaborn um, and to stream the music, I have a few songs out on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your tunes. Um, yeah, just keep in touch. There'll be, I reckon there'll be new music coming out for me as early as May. And, and then there'll be definitely an extensive tour around that. I think for me, my, I, I feel it in my bones that my, my calling in life and my immediate journey in front of me is, is getting out in front of real people. And whether that's 15 people or 1500 people like last night, it's, it's about, um, playing real music for real people and, and, I feel very compelled to do this. I don't think that it would be possible for me to do anything else. So um, expect to see me around a lot, man. I'm definitely here to stay. Absolutely. And uh, we're in the same town, so it won't be far for me to come and see you. Um, yeah. You are such a kind-hearted and hum uh, humble guy. And I say, you know, if you want to smile, smile. If you don't want to smile, then don't. Um, I'm confident you can continue to be who you are um, and lead with your truth and and um, and your beautiful tone, um, and you'll do super well. Good luck with the next chapter, Sash, and uh, thank you for joining me at TV Central. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate your time. Thanks, man. Sash, what a legend. Uh, see you back in Perth soon. Sash yeah. Seaborn um, there from the top 10 of Australian Idol. The next performance show is Sunday the 12th of March at 7pm and then another two contestants will be eliminated on Monday the 13th of March at 7.30pm on 7 and 7 Plus. TV Central will be chatting to all of the top 12 contestants. That's all for this episode. For all the latest news, podcasts, streaming info, guides and ratings, head to tvcentral.com.au. Until next time, I'm Aaron Ryan. Thanks to Sash Seaborn. Bye for now. 